Holy fucking shit, guys. I just watched the episode like not even 10 minutes ago and I am losing my fucking mind. <laughs> so let's just fucking roll that theme music and jump on into it. This is chapter 60. Uh, what? What lies beneath or whatever? What the fuck is it called? The other side of the ocean, right? Hell yeah. Roll the theme music. Oh, we're so thirsty, but we cannot drink after all the one fourth have rested in peace. We can't find something that makes us come up, break down the walls and eat all your monte. If you come attack us, you'll become delicious like gross and we won't feel bad for you at all. And if you're in the server clubs, you'll become a server clubs. Cause when we see a green, we have a ball. God rules, Aaron Jules, we got something very cool. Connie's bald, Kenny's lands, Bruno has a weirdest name. Everyone's strong, how to give me Bible, kill you in your sleep. I'm a smart black snake, what the hell do I think? I don't know, I've never read the book. Where the fuck you get your that title? I always think it's like somewhere beyond the sea. Like that's what I always thought it was in the <laughs> moments leading up to this episode. I was like, wait, no, world. that's the song at the end of Finding Nemo. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Tea Time with Titans Extras, an Attack on Titan not rewatch podcast. I guess I guess it's a currently watch podcast. So if you like this, you can go to our uh, other feed, which is just Tea Time with Titans, where we're rewatching the whole series uh, with our buddy Brian, who has not seen any of it before, and it's a fun time. But holy fucking shit, you guys, this week we have chapter 60. Someone else say the title because I'm losing it again. <laughs> the Other Side of the Ocean, I believe. The Other Side of the Ocean. Solvent, how does it feel to be outnumbered? Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It feels honestly pretty fucking good. Uh, so my name is Sullivan Harris. So it's all of our first time watching season four, but the, I have not read the manga, so I'm kind of going into this blind. So yeah, this uh, this is my first time experiencing any of this nonsense. You two introduce yourselves uh, while I try to collect my thoughts. I'm Ben, and I am a manga reader. So this is like my third time experiencing this, but first time on the silver <laughs> screen, as the folks would say. Wait, so you've read through the manga twice? Yeah, I reread the season four parts before it came out. Chris? Oh, that's my turn. Chris wrote. I, I read the mangoes two times almost. <laughs> so let me start with, I did not expect, I mean, like I knew that it was going, because it's called fucking Somewhere Beyond the Sea or whatever, right? So I knew it was going to uh, take place like on mainland or whatever. Um, but I didn't know it would be the whole episode. And now it's kind of starting to seem like it's going to be maybe the whole first chunk of this season is just hanging out with these new characters we met um, across the ocean. But what the fuck, dude? Because we're just thrown straight into like this scene straight out of World War One. And to be honest, I was pretty fucking confused. Yeah, I know. I, the first time I felt this disoriented by the series was when we were doing Grisha's flashback and you see the fucking Zeppelins and shit. And I'm like, yeah, wait, right. what? <laughs> and then you kind of try to grasp like where the rest of the world is. But then you see because we're used to seeing fighting with swords and titans in this show and now we fucking yeah. got guns machine and guns. airship airships cannons boats so this fucking character wakes up right just in the middle of this battlefield we have no idea what's going on his brother shows up and like sort of drags him into these trenches and this is so far so much more brutal than anything we've seen in the show so far just as far as like realism 
I, especially with the blood I'm noticing. Yeah. Um, like the blood splatters are very realistic as opposed to kind of like the stylized splashes of the first couple seasons. So it's just like horrifying, you know, like the color palette is totally fucking dimmed out. Like everything is just dismal. Yes, yeah, this very washed out color palette. I love that. And it looks so nice. So we have the switch of the animation studios, right? So it went from, I know the new one's MAPPA or MAPPA. Yeah, it went from WIT to MAPPA. Which I was very nervous about um, because this season is switching not only the animation studio, but like the directors. I think that they're getting a new composer for this season. It's um, like a new lead composer, but Suano is still like working on it. Oh, okay. But everything, honestly, feels all right. And I think it was kind of smart for them. Like, I don't know if this is exactly the narrative it takes in the in the original books, but I think it's smart of them to switch the studios on this note where we're going to something so foreign and so different because it kind of makes the changes not stand out so much. Yeah, true. There, there also is a four-year gap narrative-wise. Right. So it doesn't tell you that straight out the gates, right? It kind of like, sprinkles that in as we go in that like classic attack on titan not directly telling you things but <laughs> telling you things sort of way yeah i mean it, it becomes kind of apparent when we see reiner and zook yeah. and also this new character commander magath says the paradise operation that failed four years ago i think he says that he drops that line at some point in the, the episode yeah he does and that was when like my heart sank and I kind of like my jaw dropped. And from that point on, I was just like totally fucking enamored with this episode. Cause like fucking all this new. So I'm have a terrible memory. So I don't know. Again, I say this a lot in the main feed, but I don't know how much of this is me just not remembering and stuff. I'm not supposed to know, but the basic gist here is that four years ago, they failed in trying to get the founding Titan and since they lost the Colossal Titan and the Female Titan, uh, they decided to just focus their efforts. This So it's Marley, right? Marley, yep. That's the country we're following. And so they're like this military, this super militaristic country. And so they've decided to, instead of focusing on getting the founding Titan, now just focus on, I guess, being like fucking Genghis Khan or whatever and trying to take over as much land as possible. Like Marley the Conquerors. You might have missed the line. I think it's Magoth or Zeke. Uh, it's who Zeke. Met, it's Zeke. Uh, he mentions that uh, there's a bunch of countries called the Allied Forces that decided yes, to attack yes, yes. Marley because it was known that Marley lost two Titans. Oh, okay. I see. And that's another like kind of, I, I don't know. I like the little bit of world building where it's like the this country is almost so militaristic because they have these titans mm -hmm. and these titans are their you know warriors that word we hear so much in the series like up to this point and they're like almost superheroes to these people we find out like we have those kids like um i'm trying to remember their names so there's udo there's falco oh, what's the girl's name gabby 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 and who's the other one did we zoe get a name i think is that zoe I want to say, yeah. am I just throwing that out or is that actually her name? I, don't I straight remember. up don't think they say her name in the episode. I don't think they do either. But it's kind of like, I, I kind of got this vibe that it was almost like in Marvel Comics when, you know, they have a main character die like Iron Man or something. And then it's like, oh, who's going to be the next Iron Man? 
you know, and they introduce all these different candidates. That's what this is, you know, like they're trying to figure out who's going to be the next armored titan. And these are our four candidates, these four kids that Marley has been training for, I'm assuming, their entire lives to take over this mantle. They're going to choose one of them. And then we also find out that Falco's older brother, Colt, is the next in line to be the Beast Titan. Like, they have this whole lineage planned out. Zofia. That's not... It's not Zoe. Zofia. Wait, Zofia with a Z? Yeah. All right, sure. (laughs) That's a name. (laughs) All this strategy that they have with the Titans as far as, like, wanting to keep the mantles going and, like, now that they... Like, we kind of find out that they've lost some confidence in losing the Colossal Titan and the Female Titan, and so they're kind of less quick to the jump with throwing them into the fight like the ones that they still have the armored titan and uh the jaw titan or do they have the jaw titan i don't know we see a new fucking titan we see this like lion looking titan who the fuck is this guy that's the jaw titan is it that's Mm -hmm. the jaw the new jaw titan yeah gallier yep okay so is that something i should know or is that new information that's new information okay we, ha- we haven't seen this Titan yet. Because it does kind of move like the Jaw Titan, so that makes sense. But why does it have the fucking big head? The, like, bulletproof face? You'll have to f- find out. Oh, okay. Wait, cool. does it explain it? Not really explicitly, but... Kind of for the most part here, we've only seen Titan forms with the original humans that have had them the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, we've only seen the female Titan... Uh, with Annie taking its form. We've only seen the attack titan with Aaron taking its form. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how much it differs when it moves on to a different person. Um, that's also not true because we've seen uh, Aaron Kruger's attack titan, remember? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very end of season three, uh, he transforms to destroy all of those Marley boats to give it to Grisha. Oh. In Aaron's flashback, when he sees Grisha in the crystal cave, do we see Grisha's attack titan? I don't know if we do at that point. I feel like I would have remembered that. Okay. We see Grisha's titan. It's all—it's that really fucking hairy titan. I feel like we get a glimpse of it, but I can't remember at the end of season three. I'm going to look up what the Aaron Kruger attack titan looks like. Yeah, it's only just a flash oh. of it, but yeah, we, it's not the first time we've seen a different holder of the titan i guess okay so it it does look very similar but like obviously it's taking on the traits of the person but like i wonder if it's kind of like an x-man thing where you get like little bonuses based on your genes or whatever (laughs) we find out what they're trying to do they're trying to take this fort which is kind of like the last stronghold of like the allied east right so they have this fort up on a hill and then a city behind it and if they want to take the city, they have to get past this fort. Is that kind of the idea? They're trying to take out the fleet. Yeah, there's a there's a naval fleet they want to take out, but the fort's protecting it. And so they can't attack the fort because we find out they have this train that is heavily armored and is equipped with cannons that can kill a titan. Not only titans, we find out what they have t- cannons that can kill like one of the nine warrior titans which is a big deal. Um, and that's why they're kind of not letting Reiner or Zeke or the Cart Titan or anyone just go in and attack. Yeah, I really like how they refer to them where they're like Jaws and Cart, send them in. But I love that strategy. Like I love, I don't know. I It's really terrifying to see all of this like World War One and like kind of totalitarian like military government imagery. 
But at the same time, it's very cool to see these Titans used in a military setting because we have all that conflict with like whether or not to use the Titans. And then we also have the insane fucking airdrop sequence, (laughs) which I knew was coming because of the trailer. And so when we saw all those people lined up in that, it's a Zeppelin, right? That they're in. Yeah, Yeah. The Zeppelin. We see all these people who seem like out of their minds, like tied up in straight jackets hooked to this conveyor belt inside of this Zeppelin and as soon as I saw that, I was just like, oh, no. But yeah, they, they take the fucking wall and they do it because Gabby, who's one of these uh, like next in line to be the armor titan, one of these candidates, just fucking straps a bunch of grenades together, runs out into the like the no man's land equivalent in this world, uh, pretending to be like a helpless little girl who's like maybe switching sides or something. Uh, and does that in order to get close enough to just huck her fucking bombs under this armored train and blow it to hell. Yeah, she she commits a war crime. Yeah, she does. She kind of reminds me of Azula from Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah, she has the look, but she also is like very psychotic, but then also has like this very feminine quality about her. Mm-hmm. So they do that. The fucking armored train is gone so they can send in the Titans And we just get this fucking non-stop assault on this Walden fort that is just insane thing after insane thing. Like, we have the new Jaw Titan running in and just fucking slaughtering these allied forces soldiers left and right uh, inside their own trenches. We have the Cart Titan showing up with fucking, like, a goddamn metal-armored like hut strapped to his back with people with machine guns in it. So the fucking cart Titans just walking around blowing machine gun bullets out of its head. Yeah. That's the panzer unit. The cart Titan, that one definitely, when I read that first, that took me by surprise to see the cart Titan with just fucking armor. And it's the level of thought is I am put into this of like, just what fucking extremes can we take this to? You know, like, what would these fucking war criminals come up with with, like, four years to think about insane shit to do with Titans? And we get it, and it's fucking fun as hell. Zeke and Reiner up in the, the Zeppelin. They drop the people down in their straight jackets into the city, like, fucking dropping bombs, just evoking this imagery that we've all grown up with and have been very scared of our entire lives. And then Zeke just fucking runs out to the end of the ship and screams and the tight and the humans explode into Titans. Yeah, this is the first time we we've we've kind of picked up that Zeke can just like summon Titans, but this is the first time we're seeing it explicitly. So his yell can turn people into Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't understand how this works. I'm guessing it'll be explained more in the future. It will. But is it like anyone that hears it or is it like they have to inject him with the weird Titan serum or some kind of serum and then he screams and I don't know. I'm very interested in that. Yeah, it's something along those lines. You'll find out. And so these Titans just rain on this fort, destroying everything they land into. Something like half of them die, but the other half just stand up and start eating the hell out of all the soldiers inside of this fort. And now we're back to territory we're kind of familiar with. Seeing Titans just eat soldiers. 
Yes. You know, that's stuff we're comfortable with. Something else that I really like how well they sold in this episode is just the hatred of Eldians around the world. Like, not even just from Marley. But, like, Marley has some brutal moments with, like, the Eldian, like... They're like, all right, all of you, just go fucking take these machine guns head on. And then they have the suicide bomber unit. And yeah. even the even the yeah. enemy enemy is, like, talking about, like, Eldian devils. And, like, ah, when, like, Gabby's walking up. And it's like, she could be an Eldian shooter. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And so later we see during the, like, big fight at the end, Falco pulls one of the enemy soldiers into the trenches with them to try to, like, heal him. Yeah. And he starts mumbling, like... Don't touch me. You might infect me like yeah. you dirty devils. I, again, have a terrible memory. So can you guys just give me a brief refresher on what the fuck Eldians are? Like, I know. So they're like people that can turn into Titans, right? Yes. Eldians are subjects of Ymir. Yeah, that's the other name. That's that's what they call themselves, I believe. That's that's not not usually something the people who usually people who hate them call them devils or like devil bloods or whatever but they're a race of people who in the past had like ethnic cleansing type shit they ate tons of people they were bad big bad boys and they used their titan powers to kind of oppress us but that's just a history that we hear that's like with Attack on Titan, there's many sides to a story. So that's the side that Marley keeps spouting at the Eldian people right now. Yeah. So ba- basically, what Marley okay. says is they're evil. They use the Titan powers to kill people. They raped people across the land, yada, yada. Whereas Eldians are like, no, they use their Titan powers to build buildings and bridges and. Um, help people. Oh, Which so. is what Grisha kind of uncovered in that season three episode where he's like, oh, actually the history is Titans are good. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I, it's coming back to me now, but I, I should definitely go and brush up on some of this stuff. Once the Titans like land, fucking Zeke and Reiner parachute in. <laughs> yeah. Reiner's looking like a fucking hunk too. He's got a little bit of stubble. Oh my God. And Reiner's fucking line when he drops. And he's like, yeah. walls. I hate walls. <laughs> I've been waiting for that line. I was so glad that line made it in. Of I'm tired of walls. <laughs> yeah. And then he just smashes through a wall. Fun stuff. Um, I love all the shit he does here. Like, uh, he's taking out the, the cannons that they're using to kill the titans they dropped. And he just kind of, like, puts his hand out on the corner of the wall and then sprints around it in a circle. Yeah, so some... Something we haven't talked about yet is the the fact that the Titans are CG um, in this. Yes, yes. And I personally really love it. And I think it's a smart decision to just start right off the bat um, because I don't think it's a spoil, spoiler to say that they're going to need it this season. It's just not going to be practical to hand draw a lot of this shit. So I think it's really cool that they're making this look good now. When I first saw it, I was a bit conflicted. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I don't know. There's a certain, like, n- novelty, or I guess I should just say a je ne sais quoi, that comes with, you know, things being hand animated. But then, like, seeing all the wild shit that they're having, like, the jaw titan and the armored titan do, got me thinking, like, oh, this is the kind of shit they're going to be pulling probably in every single episode for the next 24 episodes. So if the trade-off for getting these 
insanely choreographed like titan action sequences is that they're also cgi i'll take it and also the cgi looks fucking incredible absolutely it's so good i was telling chris like the way they do their cell shading sometimes it even looks drawn yeah. like sometimes some shots yes. of the jaw titan and cart titan literally just look drawn still because those are the first two we really get a good look at and it took me a while to realize that they were even cgi like they did a really good job the armored titan looks sicker than he has ever has too. like there's just so much more detail in there yeah because i mean with with a cgi model you just make it once and then you get to reuse yes. it so you can make it as detailed as you want so there's definitely i love that shot of him putting his arm across like trying to just wipe yeah. out all of the cannons just running across that was it's awesome sick. The only one I think looks kind of weird is the Beast Titan, but that's also probably because he's the only one with like a lot of hair. That's and it, that's, like it's not just. Yep, that's the popular consensus that the Beast Titan looks a little awkward and it's probably because of his fur. And also the Beast Titan just looks awkward anyway. So I guess it's not that much of a of a trade off, right? I mean, yeah, he's always had the lanky spaghetti arms with his. I don't even know how to describe his body. It's shaped like a wine glass. A big meaty body. It looks like an ape, but an ape that has been squashed. <laughs> but yeah, so we find out there's another armored train inside. We'll kind of like, I'm going to try to like rush through this a bit. So there's another armored train inside that shoots at the armor Titan. We find out it can even pierce his armor, um, which I guess they didn't know up until this point. Doesn't matter. They're able to take it out. Uh, the draw Titan shows up and helps Reiner. Uh, and then the Beast Titan comes in. It's, it's just like, ah, war. What are you going to do? It's terrible, isn't it? And it like, picks up a bunch of nukes and just fucking hurls them at the ships off in the distance on the coast. Which, like, when I saw him, like, picking those up and grabbing them in his hands like he did with the rocks in Season 3, I was like, oh, no, not again. Um, and, he, yeah, he hucks him at the ship. The ship fires back uh, once again, uh, rounds that pierce the armor Titan. Um, and he blows them up and they win. They do it. Yeah. Reiner kind of succeeded. Reiner kind of got his shit kicked in at the end there. A little lump on the ground. And we get this kind of like epilogue thing where it's like, you know, the Marlins have finally won, but we also now know that human technology has evolved to the point where Titans are pretty soon going to be a non-issue. Like, even the armor titan is going to be a non-issue. And we get this line that's kind of like, so now they really have to focus on getting the founding titan if they want any chance of, like, keeping these titans as, like, a very strong advantage. At least that's what I think the gist of that yep, was. Yep, you pretty is. much got it. Okay, cool. That's the episode. Some things I wanted to note was the opening sequence was very cool. Uh, the song is very different than what we have had yes, before. It's so different, creepy. but I really, I really liked it when I even like first time hearing it. I just this, this like eerie dissonance. It really gave me that like World War One, World War Two propaganda propaganda yeah. era vibes. Yeah, the propaganda imagery is wild. Like, we have soldiers, like, marching through the streets and shit like that. Something I thought was interesting was I don't think there's, like, one shot of the Attack Titan at the end. But other than that, it doesn't really show any main characters. No. Yeah, I'm very curious. So you'll notice a lot of this is just, like, swirling clouds. And it makes mm -hmm. me wonder. Sometimes anime does this where they don't want to reveal anything in the opening. So the opening changes as the season goes on as they reveal more. 
And I'm oh. curious if they might do this. We, we Attack on Titan's never done anything like this before, so I don't know, but it's possible. That would be so fucking cool. There's a lot of space for it. Attack on Titan is usually like, here's the intro, uh, and in the intro, we're going to spoil something from the end of season four. <laughs> so here's that, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, there's... um. For, yeah, there people have claimed that the openings can be spoilery. Honestly, usually you don't even know what you're looking at. The one case yeah. I, I was surprised was season three, part two, basically just lays out the plot of what happens. Um, that was the one that I found most spoilery. Yeah, but, um, it kind of does. And then the other thing we have to talk about is the new outro, which fucking rules. Oh my God, yeah. it's so fucking cool. That song, I am going to have to go back and listen to it some more because the song fucking rules the imagery of like these colorful, like I don't even know what to call them. It's just cool. I just really like it. Do you remember the, like the old Windows Media Player like sparkle effects? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it made me. Yeah, think that's of. pretty much it. Solvent. You want to do a brief? What the, what the hell does Solvent think? Yeah, I do. But we have to cover one more thing before that, which is, and I they might have had these on the first couple seasons but i didn't watch them because i was watch binging them but we have like a next week on a on an attack on titan that yeah they they, they've us. always done that so it's like so we know it's going to be chapter 61 and it's going to be called the midnight train is that what it yeah. was yep. midnight midnight train which is a cool fucking title and it lets us know like hey we're going to be hanging out with these characters that you just met through the next episode. So like buckle down, get used to it. We're joining them for their journey home after this victory. Um, so I'm super stoked. And uh, we also get, there's like this little teaser at the end of, you know, the people in like the Marlian people are reading the newspaper of this victory and someone in a hat that's covering their face picks up a newspaper and has this like sly look and like walks away with it. So I'm, I'm fucking curious as to who that is uh we know but i don't know if we want to spoil it of course not chris you're a fucking idiot yeah i think i have a theory (laughs) what's the thing it's not really a theory theory? it's just putting puzzle pieces i think it kind of looks like uh like how they're they draw jean in the like the art for season four okay I think it might be Jean. What my thought is, because we have this huge gap. We know that there's a four-year gap. So my thought is that the people from, uh, what what's it called? Paradis or yeah. whatever? Yes. Paradis. Are, like our main characters in that four years have already trained, built equipment, and somehow found out how to get to the mainland and have just slowly been infiltrating everywhere and so like i think they're gonna do a little pull of wool over our eyes type thing where we think we're just gonna be hanging out with the main characters going forward like the the new characters going forward but then our main characters are just gonna come in and fucking attack like it's just gonna be this like infiltration from the inside spoiler alert how they get to marley is uh aaron just lays in the water and they all hop on his back and he starts doggy paddling (laughs) It's like David Hasselhoff <laughs> in the Spongebob movie. <laughs> the Hassel Titan. <laughs> Fucking holy shit. Chris, that's the funniest thing about <laughs> Just picturing like all of the main characters just sitting crisscross out <laughs> on, on the Attack Titan's back. While Hanji is orgasming. Yeah, she's on Aaron's oh, ass no, cheeks. Wait. <laughs> Doesn't 
Armin has the Colossal Titan now, doesn't he? Yes, that is correct. Armin does have the Colossal Titan. I mean, as far as as far as we know, who knows? There's a four year gap. Here's my here's my what the hell does Sullivan think theory. So I think they're gonna show up on the mainland all riding on Armin's colossal titan head. <laughs> They're just gonna rise from the water. They have snorkel gear or whatever. Okay. Okay. Ah oh, fuck. Okay. One last thing. The music, like the like the music in the actual episode mm-hmm. is a lot more I guess what I would consider to be traditionally cinematic yeah i think that's fair like it's much more in line with like say a marvel soundtrack than what we've had from attack on titan so far and i didn't necessarily uh dislike it because we did get a couple of the elite motifs from the original show uh in there as well um so i'm I'm excited to see going forward how they kind of mix the old stuff in with the new stuff yeah i think when we start seeing the characters we know that's when they're going to start like remixing old music that we might. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm excited to see like, if they're going to like take the old stuff and beef it up with like more orchestration and Ooh, stuff that I'm excited for that. God, the fuck the best part of like an attack on Titan, like anime instead of a manga is just like the fucking soundtrack. Absolutely. Oh, And the sound mixing in this was so good too, with all the war shit. Like the guns and stuff going off. What? One final thing I want to touch on before we wrap this up is I wanted to ask if there were any like noticeable differences between uh, the manga and how this episode was translated for the screen. Um, pretty much the only thing that I noticed significantly different was um, a few little just like additions to expand thing. Like I said, with all like the Eldian soldiers, that's not really in the manga. It's pretty much just entirely focusing on the war the warrior candidates. Um, so this okay. adding of the depth of Marley, how they use Eldians. Um, they had the Zeppelin in the manga. That wasn't new, but like just all these like different units we see. Like we see like this soldier like kissing his necklace, um, probably mm-hmm. his wife and kids. Um, just like We're- adding that layer of depth of how dark the attitude towards Eldians is was pretty cool and pretty new. Right. And that's very in line with like what we've seen added to the show in the first couple of seasons too at least from what we've rewatched on the main feed so far, um, is just like that things to humanize people more and kind of give you a better idea of how like people treat other people and like the interpersonal relationships and shit like that. Oh, and I think um, the second armored train was new, uh, just inside the oh, fort. Okay. Add a little bit of tension and action more in the fort with drama. Reiner. Yeah, and I also love, because there's like, the thing we talk about so often with uh, Commander Erwin is that idea of he's like willing to sacrifice people. And I feel like the way he is willing to sacrifice people is a lot different than <laughs> what we're seeing here with the Marleyan sacrificing people. Like there's a bitterness and a hatred that comes with it that whereas like Erwin's is coming from a place of like moving forward with society and stuff and like that. Camaraderie. He always remembers his yes. falling comrades. Um, Yes. Whereas Marley, it's just like, you're expendable because you're devil trash. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, we're going to cut this episode off uh, because we're going to try to keep these a little bit shorter. This is probably uh, just a touch longer than we're normally going to do on 
this bonus feed. So if you like what you heard, uh, like I said at the beginning, we are re-watching the entire series with our good friend Brian, who hasn't seen any anime at all before this. Um, so you can check that out. That is just at Tea Time with Titans on any podcast listening service. Um, if we missed something in this episode that you really want to uh, talk about or hear us talk about, please feel free to reach out to us on our Twitter, which is at Tea Time Titans, or on our Instagram, which is at Tea Time with Titans, where we'll also, we, we've got Chris working on some sick manga comparisons that are really fucking cool. If you want to check those out, see how things are translated. We are also going to have our schedule for our rewatch on there if you are curious to watch along with us. Let's fucking cut this thing off. Super stoked for next week. We will see you all then. Bye-bye.